Hi guys, my name is Brian. And I'm Tristan. I'm Caleb. And we are three men and their shower thoughts. Thank you for joining our show today. Uh, today we're kind of going to talk about like maybe like food and capitalism, marketing, and kind of like how food has been, you know, why we have fast food and, you know, the way and, and how marketing works here in the U.S. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, I know we're going to get into like definitions for food uh like how you define a certain dish and we're also going to get into how like fast food joints say they might change their dish but that might just be a, a marketing ploy yeah basically what he said and with that marketing thing just kind of getting into i guess the culture today around marketing and like how much influence that can have or maybe that it doesn't have in certain aspects so should be interesting. Yeah, for sure. So just to get started, obviously, when I say what is a taco, what's the first thing that pops in your A taco. Um, I'd say it's a dish that involves a tortilla with something in a tortilla. Yeah, taco. Okay, well, I would say initially, like, I think of, like, that clip art, just, like, taco, hard shell, like, U-shaped thing. But I feel like... If you say let's go out for tacos, probably making like the more soft shell, small like things, you know, like the meat and the and the salsa. Yeah. So a lot of people when when I I've been actually asking around work and saying like, hey, what is a taco to you? A lot of people come up and say like, you know, I, I find like a, a hard shell with lettuce, tomato, cheese and sour cream, ground beef or chicken. And that's kind of what here in the United States, a lot of people have been kind of you know had you know for a bit uh and it actually the american taco which that's kind of what it's called uh didn't actually show up here till like 1905 uh, which is kind of crazy to think about because it was just you know a lot of tacos came from from mexico right a lot of people when they immigrated here they kind of brought their dishes so it's so cool to see that you know a lot of generations and generations have passed it on and kind of made it you know, into this American taco that we know and love today, right? Um, now, brings me to my next question, right? Do we think that this taco, it was right for them to Americanize it in that way? For example, let's move to today, we have Taco Bell, right? Huge, huge chain here in the US, and they kind of have those fast food tacos, right? Do you think, in a way, capitalism made the taco the way it is today? Um, I'd say that, like, on one hand, mixing cultures is, I think, like, it's beneficial. I don't know. Ethically, it kind of feels like we're just, like, taking something, commodifying it. I don't know. I guess it... I, I got to think about like who it actually harms. Like who does Taco Bell actually harm? Like who are they taking money from? But I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's bad necessarily. Like cultures mix. Like you know, if a lot of people were immigrating here from Mexico, um, and I don't know if tacos are like, are they a Mexican dish, or do we just, or is it like a Latino? Yeah. Did other yeah. It's Mexican. Okay. So yeah, um, I, I don't think it's necessarily surprising that once they got here, like there was different variations. I feel like that happens with a lot of things, like with food and language. Um, so I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, I just I have my computer up and I just googled like the first hard shell taco because I feel like that's a hard like how do you go from a soft shell taco to a hard shell taco? Like what's the point? And that probably did have something to do with capitalism, like for the ease, maybe like carry it, make it like cleaner. Or maybe it was easier to like produce because um, you can like sit them upright like sideways. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you kind of kind of touched on the topic that I was going to uh, kind of say. You know, Tristan, you said that you look up when the first part shell taco showed up, right? Does it say when by any chance? Does it give a specific date? Yeah, I see. Well, it says the patent was for 1950. It's credited to this Juvencinco Maldonado. It's a restaurant owner from Os- Osaka, living yeah. in India. Yeah, so that's um, that's kind of cool just to to see how that it's a patent, right? Like the hard shell taco, um, how that's 
that's a pattern, right? Um, but in reality, like you said, yeah, maybe, maybe that is that is what led, you know, uh, to a, a sort of like fast, you know, people wanting fast, quick, easy. And if you think about it, a tortilla takes the normal tortilla, flour, corn tortilla takes a little bit longer to kind of to cook, right? Compared to like a hard shell taco because you can refine before. So I think that's just the the way that you know we kind of Americanize in a way. And when I say Americanize. It's more like that capitalism push to get that taco to kind of roll out and get it to the American people, right? I think it's tacos are great. I think like Taco Bell is also great. Um, but I do think it's like, in a way, cultural appropriation, like one culture taking a dish, making it their own. Um, but I also don't think it like it causes that much harm but it also kind of like deflates the idea of um like what a what a taco really is and like like you said brian like most people think of a taco as like ground beef sour cream cheese and i think that can take away from like small hispanic owned taco shops where they have to accommodate for those needs where it's like it's not really a taco in their eyes, but they still have to like appeal to the broader white audience, I guess, in a, in a general sense. So, yeah, I mean, my my question now is, you know, should I mean, is it anyone's fault in a way? I feel like there is obviously good and bad towards Americanizing a taco, right? For example, again, the good is that it got to a lot of more people quicker, and you were able to kind of spread that cultural mix like a fusion of some sort of uh what what is the mexican taco right which is the tortilla the meat the the toppings and kind of made it into a fast food which makes it easier for and and it was cheap too back then right and it's cheap easy convenient um but at the same time as you said it does hurt um when someone is trying to actually do an authentic taco, like for example, like we see uh, food trucks, uh, especially here in Ohio, more in Columbus, you see, you know, food trucks that are trying to kind of erase that stereotype of the hard shell taco, right? And kind of introducing them to the traditional tacos. And it's harder going back from a hard shell taco to a traditional taco because a lot of people expect like a Taco Bell, right? And it kind of makes makes the top the taco or the taco truck owners a little bit harder for them to get the people to eat those tacos and once you get them hooked sometimes it works and you get people coming back but it's that that hump that they have to get over in order to introduce them to something new and it's always scary right it's always scary to try new food like for example for me uh curry was a big you know, I kind of felt very weird about it at first because there's so many types of curry. And I kind of did try it that one time with you guys in Cincinnati, best best curry I ever had. Um, and it kind of changed, you know, I kind of went over over that hump and kind of now want to just only try that specific type of curry, right? Dang, I'm getting hungry now. You're good. Yeah, that place is bomb. I need to go back. But um, yeah, I was... I don't know. I I think it's I think it's just in our culture, kind of like American culture, like getting ahead, finding the next best thing, the like convenience and everything. Because I feel like it probably popped off alongside with like fast food becoming like a popular thing. And I really think it's interesting too that like going back to the idea of it being a, a patent, like you don't like patent food, or do you? I don't know, but it almost makes it feel like it was a technology or like some type of innovation. Because I remember like when we were maybe I don't know, like ten or around there. They came out with like, I don't know if it was like Tostitos or somebody came out with like the, um, like the flat bottom tacos. Like they were hard shell, but it's kind of like in the shape of almost like a box with the top missing. Like the bottom was flat and it was like, oh yeah, they can like stand up on their own. I feel like that in that sense, like it served a function, like it served a purpose. And so I can see that being like patented like that, which is interesting. I was going to say something else, but I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. I think like. Part of me is like, it's cool that we have innovation, but it's like, do we need flat-shelled tacos? Do we need hard tacos? I think as a culture, we're just focused on like, like you said, like finding the next best thing and then kind of innovating in ways that we don't need innovation. 
Like, uh, I remember reading somewhere, like, why do we need a lighter, faster bicycle? You know, like a lot of a lot of time we just go too far with innovation. And I think it's all kind of like a marketing ploy to make more money. And the food is like decent, but it's not like life changing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it just like the Taco Bell menu is like always changing, like having chicken serve as like the tortilla in a taco like that's crazy have you seen that like um let me try to find what it's what it's called it's like a taco that uses chicken as a tortilla uh the chalupa right i think so um i don't know i just think that like maybe we don't need to innovate on food as much as we do but at the same time mostly good and then Brian you were I remember now you were talking about um like going back like now you're seeing more of like the authentic soft shell tacos I feel like that's happening in a lot of different ways but I feel like it's almost like this elitism like I they kind of talk about it with kind of like with millennials um where they're kind of like elite I don't know bougie like gingerfying things but now everyone wants to find like the authentic like oh I don't eat there I only eat authentic whatever and so now it's I feel like even if like you're talking about food or if you're like, oh, I really like Indian food, like it always becomes like, oh, where do you get it from? Because like this place is like really authentic. I like it. It's always becomes like a like a competition. Like, oh, this is the most authentic. Or I only eat this place. Um, how authentic is it? Oh, that doesn't even look really authentic. And you're trying to like figure out, you know, like you're sending it to people that like. So my friend, she has a Mexican boyfriend, but she's black. And so like we went to get tacos after our finals a couple weeks ago. And she's like sending a pictures to her boyfriend like, hey, does this look authentic? I just thought that was interesting. Like, do we need the validation? Like, do you enjoy the taco or not? Or does it need to be authentic just to look some type of way to other people? So I think it's interesting, but we are kind of like switching back. Yeah, and that's kind of my next point on the marketing side of it, which we can kind of get ahead of it in a little bit. But um, in terms of like, it's that hype, which again, we can talk about it here and on our next topic, but it's true, right? Everyone wants to find like the most authentic place to eat. Is this, this is the new, this is like the new standard, right? It's like, it's authentic. It's now it's like more like Taco Bell is maybe like, you know, when you're super hungover and let's face it, we all had Taco Bell when we're usually hungover or we're just trying to recuperate ourselves from having a crazy night. And you don't hear it as much like, hey, like, hey, let's go get tacos usually now that saying is no longer like hey let's just go get taco bell right usually it's like hey let's go to uh uh, to a food truck or something like that and then you see that now right but i could touch on it on a later segment here another question that i had too was what do we consider authentic right um like for example like if i make guacamole uh, walk a certain way right and i share that recipe for example with caleb who is white would that be considered authentic to you mm, i think like as close like authentic to me is like as close as you can get to like getting it from where it originated from uh and that includes like recipes that are passed down i think I think it would have to like you're recreating something that like let's say you got that from like your your family or you got it from somebody like in Mexico specifically I think as close as you get it to where it originated but like obviously that only goes so far like I think it would be considered authentic if I were to like change it or like my mom whenever she cooks she always like tries to do her own thing um if you're listening mom I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not talking shit. Okay. But <laughs> no, she like, she always tries to do her own thing. And then it may not always compliment the dish. And I think that's like, when you change it, that's when it becomes inauthentic. Yeah. I think I pretty much would agree. Um, at first I was thinking like, oh, well, I got to think something would be authentic if, if it was like a Mexican restaurant, there was a bunch of like Mexican or Hispanic people eating there. I'm like, well, then again, not as necessarily. And I was like, well, maybe it's the per like the person making it is actually of that like nationality or ethnicity and they're making the food. But then again, too, you'll see like, you know, someone who comes from China or someone who comes from Mexico and they open up a restaurant and they kind of need to bend it to like their population to their like customer population. So it might not be necessarily how they would make it at home, 
but it's what sells. And so that can't be it. So I guess I'm thinking authentic would be something like if you could see it the, made the same way, like in that country, if it comes from a different country or in that culture, wherever it exists in the same way. So if you would, if so it's authentic, it's authentic Mexican food. If there's people in Mexico today making tacos like the same way. So I think that's what I would call authentic. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I also think too that like, um, I guess like I've seen like a, a push, especially on like streaming services, like providing like documentaries on authentic food. And I think that to go back to your point about like people wanting to find authentic things, I think that adds to it. I don't know which started first, like the documentaries or like the push to find more authentic food, but I think it authenticity right now is kind of what sells in at least like big cities and um to the youth you always want to find the most authentic thing so um i don't know if media has a part in that but i definitely think it has an effect somehow yeah but i also think like with the marketing that the word authentic like they'll slap that on a restaurant sign and it'll draw people in even if it's not necessarily authentic like doesn't chipotle say like authentic grill or something Mm, that's true you beat me to it, Tristan. That was my next thing. Now, I was going to ask, you know, sometimes I feel like we we put authentic and then we, we already pretend like, yes, it is, um, you know, it, it's supposed to be authentic. And we kind of we kind of associate with that. Like, for example, you go to uh, Tex-Mex style, right? Because that's that's another type of sort of. Um, cuisine right where it's a fusion between people from texas and people from mexico and they kind of have um you know that fusion right and you see that a lot in mexican restaurants but they put authentic right now when you go to that place right and you eat it all the time you're like yeah i'm actually eating authentic food but if you bring someone for example maybe someone visiting from mexico and you take them there you might say like hey what is this right like this is not this is not like authentic food this is not the way you cook it right um and that is that is kind of my question is right like is it that in in a way the restaurant's the restaurant's fault or maybe the consumer's fault for not looking before they go into that certain place and i don't think there's a right or wrong are you asking like is it the restaurant's responsibility to like be authentic or is it like yes yeah like for example like you go to um the rest like a like a restaurant chain that we have here it's uh el vaquero right and it says authentic mexican grill right now if you bring someone that that's more like a Tex-Mex, right? If you bring someone from Mexico and you serve them uh, carne asada, um, it, it it might not be the same from from what they've had in their homeland, right? Now, my question is: Is it the restaurant's fault to kind of, or I guess, try to? be as authentic as possible or just because they put authentic that means oh or it's because it's you know mexican owned maybe that's why it's authentic right or is it the consumers more like hey like this is actually not authentic at all right uh i think you have to like just base it off the market like they're gonna serve uh i don't know mostly they're gonna serve hispanic people for sure but like I think most of their customers aren't Hispanic, so they have to just like, uh, I don't know. Like to them, it's like whatever makes money, whatever brings people in. Um, I don't think there should be any responsibility in terms of like using the word authentic. Maybe there should be, but I don't know how you would like hold that up. <laughs> Cause like people, that's such a like subjective thing. like. Another marketing ploy that's similar is like military grade. Like they'll say like a backpack is military grade, but the military, this is a little off topic, but it's like military grade just means that it works. Like it'll take you from point A to point B without breaking. And that's just like another marketing tactic saying like all natural things like that. I I think there should be more responsibility in it, but I also don't know how you would hold like a, a restaurant accountable. 
Yeah, I think I'm more along the, the on the subjective side of that. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think as long as it sells, um, and as long as the owners are okay, like with what they're doing, um, like if it if it's like fulfilling with for them, like if they're making the food, they really wanted to make this, you know, recipe. They really want to share their grandmother's recipe and open up a restaurant doing it. As long as they're okay, like tweaking it because that's what sells, then sure. And I just also think if people enjoy it, then it should be fine. I'm not really. That could just be me, but like I'm not really like you know, like a showy person where you won't see me like posting food like hey I'm eating here just to, like look a certain type of way. I feel like that's what a lot of it is is like appearances, especially on like social media and stuff. Um, but like oh I'm eating this authentic place. Like no, if I enjoy it, I'm gonna eat there. Um, and so I think that's what it sh- should really be. But um, I mean I guess in terms of specifically like yeah, how how true to like if you're gonna if you're gonna advertise that you're authentic (laughs) can should you or should you not be allowed to like then cook whatever you want i don't know (laughs) i i guess you should try i mean i i don't think i don't think there's i don't think anyone can sue you so i think it's just like a good faith type thing (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think yeah i wasn't more like hey let's go hunt these people down and tell them hey your food is not authentic it's more like you know, we, we think because the word is authentic, it is, right? And Caleb did make a good point. It's kind of like military grade, right? Oh, because it's military grade. Some people, The first thing that pops in your head and not what Caleb said, which what, what is military grade stand for again, Caleb? Um, I think like in the military, it's like very basic standards. Like it really doesn't mean much in the military. Yeah, right. And, and and most of the time, like the first thing, like for me, it's like, oh, military grade. It must be the toughest of the toughest, right? This is not gonna break when a tool says military grade steel, right? And you're like, oh, these are probably the steel that the military uses, right? And and it could not, it, and it might not be that, right? If you look it up, you know, it's like strong, tough, intense, high quality, but it doesn't mean that the military is actually using. And for me, maybe it could just be me. But when someone thinks of military, it's like, okay, the military uses it, right? The same thing with authentic. It's like, and it could go not only for Mexican food, it can go for uh, Southern food or soul food or, you know, Jamaican food, uh, which we see here a lot in Columbus, you know, and they say it's authentic. And, and we and we just go with that, right? We kind of never question like, hey, is this actually authentic? And again, there's no right or wrong, uh, but that's just kind of like in my head, like, should we kind of change that social norm to a certain extent? I think like, I know Tristan's mentioned this, but like, if you like the food, eat it. Like, I, I think that there's a lot of emphasis on like what you post on social media. Like I'm going here, look at me. I'm so cultured and different. But, like, I think, like, if you enjoy the food, eat it. Like, I enjoy Chipotle. I enjoy, like, Taco Bell. I don't know. I'm a little biased because I don't post anything, like, ever. But, like, I think there is, like, a a bias, I guess. Um, one place that I've been to that is definitely, like, not good to me, but people would consider tacos is local cantina here in columbus it's um there's a couple different locations there's a couple on campus couple i know there's one in new albany but it's definitely like you're like it's a white person's attempt at a taco (laughs) if there ever was one like it's not taco bell grade but it's like but it's good though i me personally i like the tacos that they have so and i have no beef with them no pun you you do like the tacos or you don't yeah what what and that's what i'm saying right like i'm so used to like for example like the the stereotypical street taco right that's all we have is uh we have carne asada we have barbacoa we have al pastor and that's pretty much it right there could be a little bit more and it's usually the toppings are onions and cilantro right um maybe a little bit of maybe like some sort of a different type of onion maybe they add like a pineapple on it and that's pretty much it right it's basic right and maybe that is our, it, it is a comfort food for someone that only either has maybe coming to visit again from Mexico, or maybe that's the only thing they know. But what for me, when I went to Loco Cantina, which again, for the record, did not say authentic, 
Um, but it was a different type of taco, right? Like they have like the tempura shrimp taco, which is a variation of a fusion between Japanese tempura uh, shrimp, which is a, a certain type of way that they fry it between a taco, which I think that's really cool too. At the end of the day, like like everyone said already, you, Caleb, and Tristan, we, regardless, we're going to eat the food that we like, right? And and I think that's that's the end goal is to eat good food and be able to enjoy it. But also at the same time, like, I guess, try to, I guess with like local cantina, maybe like trying to um, kind of be a little bit different and attract different types yeah. of people. Uh, me personally, again, everyone has their opinion. And again, that is the point of this podcast to just kind of put it out there. But Oh, no, I was going to say that um, I do appreciate like the creativity that they bring to the table, but I don't know if it's well executed. Yeah, but... I know. I think you wanted to talk about soul food, maybe, or is that just another example? Were you gonna go into like marketing or what? Well, I was actually gonna go into that because because I forgot I had put that. You know, I, I mentioned it, but um, Brian mentioned it. I was like, oh yeah, like, and I kind of had to reframe the the way I was thinking about this whole conversation because like if I like places that are like I don't know black or soul food or or southern food, however they want to put it, I feel like oftentimes I steer clear. I'm just like, oh, that's not gonna taste like what I make at home. But I would say there are places that like aren't like like for example Popeyes or something or churches or some fried chicken place. It doesn't taste like what I could make at home. I don't think I could um, produce it. But it is good. It's different, and I think it's advertising. Well, frankly, two black people. But I mean, everyone eats it, and it's not what I make at home. But I still enjoy it. So I think that is. I, I can see how both like is it authentic per se probably not but like do i still enjoy it yes and there are other places like the eagle i don't know if you guys have ever been there i think there's a location in columbus and then one in cincinnati you guys heard of that place I've been there. yeah i don't really like it i'd have to try it i only had it like once but um so that's i don't know like an example of a place that like i think is a little bit off from you know like it's, it's advertising as southern food or soul food or comfort food whatever it is says that I'm just like, yeah, kind of not really. But like, I know a lot of people like it and I don't necessarily knock it. It just might not be for me. Yeah, the Eagle, I've been there a couple different times. I think it's good. Um, I'm not like well-versed in soul food, so I, I couldn't tell you. But again, it's like putting how much you value the food, how it tastes and like over authenticity, I guess. Um, I know we wanted to get into marketing, um, and one thing I wanted to mention before we get into what we planned was, how do you guys feel about the McRib? Because <laughs> I have a couple opinions, but... I think it's good, but is it like, again, for me, it would be more like, I would only eat it when I'm either <laughs> wasted... <laughs> Or I just need food in my stomach. I would not be like, oh, let's go to McDonald's for a McRib. Not that I bash McDonald's. McDonald's, if you want to support this uh, podcast, feel free. Contact us. Yeah, um, I'm, I do not judge people on the outside. Um, <laughs> but if you want to eat a McRib, do it. But I don't think I could... Um, I don't think I would eat that. I just, I think of like a, like a gas station burrito. Like you don't know what you're going to get. Like what is a nigger? Does it have bones in it? Like, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. It just sounds like it, it triggers my fight or flight. Just <laughs> I've actually never had a McRib, but what makes me so mad is that they will take this thing away just to bring it back, just to drive sales. Like it'll be gone for months and then back by popular demand because they took it away in the first place, they'll bring it back. And then people will be like, ah, oh, okay, the McRib. And I think they do it because that's how it sells. They take it off the menu and put it back on the menu when they could just leave it on the menu. But I think they know it would die if they just left it there. So, yeah. Um, it's probably some FDA regulation because if they had it on the market too long, people start dropping like flies. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> I think this is how we got Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We brought the McRib back and it all went south. Actually, it was the uh, chicken. 
from the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Sorry, <laughs> that kind of oh started gosh, it all. Like start with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A- anyways, that's a good segue to our marketing topic that we're going to talk about here. As Caleb said, if you think about it too, is it because you know we see a lot of um, prime example is McDonald's. Uh, we got we have Taco Bell. We have Wendy's recently with their chicken nuggets. Um, Taco Bell is more you know they kind of change their their menu every every so often just to keep you on your toes and and maybe that's why it's so popular as you said Caleb because maybe it's the exclusivity of having that dish or or that or that you know whatever combo meal or whatever that makes it more popular right because if it's always there you it might not be as popular anymore but I get I feel like it's that sense of urgency right like we saw it with, for example, the chicken sandwich from Popeyes, you know, it was a it was beef between Chick Fil A and obviously Chick Fil A is known for obviously their chicken sandwiches and everything that they kind of stood by. And you know, Popeyes said, "Here we go, let's let's roll out our chicken sandwich." And you know, the 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 force behind the people that love Popeyes is what made it so popular, right? If, for example, which brings me to my question. Do you think that if Popeyes would have promoted their own chicken sandwich compared to how it was promoted, which it was promoted by social media, do you think it would have been popular to that? What do you mean? Like, um, like they didn't make it a big deal as they did or like, or, or yes, exactly. Yeah. If, if Popeyes oh, were just, just rolled, put, rolled out, exactly. They said, Hey, we're starting up. We're, you know, we're going to introduce our new chicken sandwich and, to show the ads. Yeah. Well, I think instead of instead of like posting it, kind of battling it out with I I think they I'm not sure that they knew what they were uh, that what they were doing. Like they knew that it was going to be a big deal as it was because I it is a really good sandwich. Like a really good sandwich. I think it definitely changed like the chicken sandwich game. And so and a lot of people notice. I feel like if you have a really good thing, like people will notice and then that's when you get people starting to compare it to you know other things like oh, it was chick-fil-a whatever and then everyone wanted like in on it once they saw how like popular it was i feel like companies start saying yeah i want in on that um so then like now uh mcdonald's has this sandwich and um kfc has one i hear kfc is really good i haven't had it um mcdonald's i feel like is the closest comparison you can make to a chick-fil-a sandwich just from like the way it's made because popeye's chicken sandwich is i feel like it's substantially different though and that's why I think they can all like coexist too, because like I, if I'm in a taste for a specifically Chick Fil A sandwich, I'll eat that. Or if I want something like a crispy, juicy thing like Popeyes's, you know. But I could do McDonald's or Chick Fil A because they're about the same. I think like Popeyes came in almost like a savior, like because Chick Fil A for the longest time has gotten a lot of flack by like left leaning people for like being anti-LGBTQ um, and like it was almost like here's Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich or you can eat at Popeye's and not be against gay people. <laughs> it's like they came in at the right time. They didn't really know what they were doing and then it just kind of like kicked off. I don't know. That probably wasn't like their actual ploy. It may not have talked about that boardroom but like it worked and if you add do that, like how McDonald's has started to do like like celebrity meals, like what they would order if they were there. And you have like Popeyes collaborating with like Big and the Stallion. And it's like we have this like weird mix between like celebrities and fast food. And it, it puts people in a position where they feel closer to these celebrities like oh i can eat what they're eating like this is represented by somebody that i listen to i don't know it's like a weird weird mix i think which is kind of problematic sorry to jump in but in itself because this food isn't necessarily healthy and so in terms of a population health thing you've got these these black figures that are you know um you know advertising and pushing for these fast food chains that aren't necessarily healthy for these populations that are already you know at a disadvantage in terms of receiving healthcare and getting access to good food anyway. So it's, it really is kind of a holistic thing when you look at it, you know, from a holistic perspective like that. Mm. 
the reason why I was bringing this up is because a while back, I kind of saw uh, a news article saying that Popeye's uh, chicken sandwich got pretty much the equivalent of $23 million in free advertising from the black uh, community, especially on Twitter. And that's kind of what I was asking if maybe the black community would have never pushed or talked about it or say, hey, this is the, here's the new, the, the what's the new, new, right? Everyone's talking about the chick, this chicken sandwich, let's go try it. I mean, you saw on the news, people were uh, in line, long lines, people were fighting over chicken sandwiches to the point where Popeye's uh, certain locations ran out of uh, chicken, right? And it's because I feel like that, ex, ex, you know, it's exclusive, right, to only Popeye's. And maybe it's because uh, they didn't want to support Chick-fil-A anymore, which, I mean, let's be honest, people still buy Chick-fil-A because, unfortunately, it is a good chicken sandwich. But is it better than Popeye's? Who knows? I mean, that's a preference. You can put Wendy's, McDonald's, whoever. But it's just crazy to think about how without without that, without the, for example, uh, the black community again, maybe this chicken sandwich would have never been so popular, right? And that's kind of the same thing with, um, as you said, Caleb, with making the Sally and like they kind of partner up with, with uh, Popeyes again because they know that they're most, most custom, mostly their customers black and obviously uh, Meg Thee Stallion is a black female uh, rapper and obviously she's super popular and everyone loves her and you know again maybe it wasn't free advertising but it is people that like like you said maybe they do feel closer to to eating the exact same thing as their celebrity idols or maybe it's because oh it's uh, she she buys at Popeyes let's go get Popeyes right um, and it's just crazy to think about, right? Um, you see it again in McDonald's. You know, Wendy's, for example, brought their their spicy chicken nuggets because I think Chance the Rapper, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of tweeted out a while back, like, hey, how many retweets for us to bring back the spicy nuggets? And it kind of kind of blew up on Twitter. And it just was, again, it was free advertising advertising for, for Wendy's because I feel like if Wendy's would have just brought spicy chicken nuggets back like say hey back because we want to just for a limited time come get your you know your spicy chicken nuggets would have would have been the same effect if it would have just you know chance the rapper would have kind of just said like hey let's bring back these chicken nuggets and it happened right so i don't know if maybe it's because of all that hype that happens behind you know like twitter facebook from popular celebrities or even just the community that you support right I could be either the Latino community, the black community, or any community, to be honest. And I won't, I mean, and I think in Popeyes' case, like, it wasn't, it wasn't just the black community, but, like, I feel like everyone was talking about it. I think there was a couple things at play there, but, like, I, I really just think it was a good sandwich, and I feel like that's what a lot of these companies are trying to jump in on. Like, they don't know if they're going to have, like, the next big thing, so you really just got to, like, try and risk it and put it out there and see what happens. Um... And so that, and that's, I, I think that's really just what happened. It was like a really good chicken sandwich. Everyone was talking about it. In terms of like media coverage, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the media is like, look at all these black people. They're out here acting crazy over this chicken sandwich. So, you know, that, I feel like that was partially it. Um, but aside from like the chicken sandwich, I think a lot of times you'll see trends too. Like McDonald's always had like their dollar menu and that was always kind of been their thing. But I feel like one thing that Wendy's really did was like that four for four combo. Because once they did that, I feel like that really changed the game. A lot of companies started coming out with like a five dollar thing or pick two for three dollars or this for six dollars. And now everyone's got like some type of quick combo and fast food is really, I feel like at least come down, I guess come down in price in terms of like those quick combos. They're still like the, because like Wendy's are kind of expensive, like six, seven, eight dollars to get a combo meal versus like the four dollars i don't even know people who really go and get anything but that these days that's a good point um i do think that like in more areas than just like popeyes the black community like on twitter has i don't want to say like a knack for but like it really seems to like drive cultural change at least in the media um from an outside perspective i guess I don't know if either one of you like want to comment on that, but it just seems like like something will come out and then the black community on Twitter will like hype it up and then the rest of the world is just kind of like, okay, this has this is like valid. Let's try to hop on this. It almost seems like 
an appropriation of sorts. But do you guys, I guess, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you guys feel this way? No, I mean, I see it all the time on Twitter. And it's not only Twitter. You see it a lot on TikTok as well. Or TikTok um, with the with kind of like the trend that gets set. And obviously, that's a, that's a new new, right? Which kind of brings the question again. It's you feel like it's it's because of that you know it's exclusive right everyone's doing it that's in that's what's happening right now right and it sucks because if you sometimes if you think about it too sometimes the trends that have been set are are probably maybe a couple months old from some random dude or even through a year right um you have that example by um that band that uh play uh begging I think it's I think the band is called um Manskin Minskin or something like that. And that song has been out for I don't know, since 2019, if I'm not wrong. And and they just ever since it hit TikTok, it, it kind of just blew up, right? And now everyone's talking about him and they're kind of like trying to figure this out because you know, it's it's what's popular, right? But Caleb, I think you hit the nail on the head. I feel like that's the story of the United States is like the black people always set the the trends in this country from music to to clothing to well, like Brian said, TikTok dances. Um they're they're always there's always people complaining. Well, I would say always black people complaining that like, you know, we're doing these TikTok dances and then you get like these like young white teenagers doing the same thing. They'll get millions and millions of views, but you'll never see like the TikTok, the black, you know, creators that made up the dance, like, you know, blowing up like that. Um, and I feel like it's definitely always like a rebranding thing when it comes to black people. But I feel like culturally, like a uh, pop culture, they always are the ones setting trends. And so I feel like that makes sense in black Twitter, you know, whatever they're talking about is eventually going to be, is going to kind of reverberate through, you know, culture and social media. I feel like that's just the way it is some ways it's bad i mean some ways it doesn't really really matter whether we set the trend or not but i think it's when you like you know take credit or if something becomes cool when people because like one thing and this is like off topic but <laughs> brought it up here but like one thing is like like people get upset I'm like well you guys like well black people are doing this and why aren't why is it this appropriation from you guys well it's because like black people would be like punished in some capacity for doing this thing but then when people who look different do the same thing and it gets praised and it's cool and it's trendy that's when we take it. so that's just like that i don't that's not coming out of left field <laughs> that's very much a thing yeah i guess it's kind of what i noticed on like multiple fronts whether that's food or especially music like lil nas x like exploded because of black twitter and like the and like a lot of you know gay communities on Twitter as well, but like Old Town Road blew up, and then you see a lot of appropriation from like K-pop of like black artists. And I know we're kind of breaking off of like the food and marketing topic, but um, it's definitely something that is very problematic. Yeah, and you should look into um, Elvis Presley sometime. I don't know if you guys know about him, but like completely ripped off oh, rock yeah, and roll yeah, yeah. you know a lot of rock and roll is very much like a like a black thing and so there's a lot of a lot of hate out there for him uh but no um just to reel it back in obviously those are some major issues that you see obviously unfortunately today tiktok any social media any trends that you see going on but in reality though at the end of the day it's free marketing for all these companies regardless it could either be the artists, um, it could either be sometimes, you know, depending on the clothes that they wear, right? Again, it's free marketing. The, the, just talking about it in general, it's also free marketing, and it just and it just sticks like in my head. It's it's crazy to me to think that Popeyes literally took that formula, which again they could have they they didn't probably they said, hey, let's just throw out a, a chicken sandwich. I mean, I, we, I could go into this a little bit more, but the fact that they made or they got $23 million of free advertising just from Twitter in general is insane. And they didn't have to move anything. They didn't have to move muscle. All they had to do is send a couple of tweets to Chick-fil-A. And you see that all the time, right? Now, my, my next example would be 
the Wendy's fries, right? They they kind of said, hey, we're bringing new new fries, guaranteed to be fresh, crispy, you know, or we'll or we'll give you a, a new pair. But I've always had issues where my fries aren't good before, and I've always asked for a new set of fries or whatever, and they give it to me, and they might be, you know, a little bit better, right? But I've gone to Wendy's now. And again, Wendy's, I'm not bashing you or anything like that. If you want to support us, go ahead. But you can go to Wendy's, right? And and it's still the same thing. I, me personally, I don't taste any different. It doesn't taste any different to me. It's the exact same recipe, yeah, probably. I was thinking the same thing. I just got Wendy's fries. And and what do you think? Do they think they, they taste the same? <laughs> they, they're, they're the exact same. I actually think they're different. I, I think I can taste the difference. I go to Wendy's pretty often. I just came from Wendy's, but I think they're a little bit different. I don't think I don't think people are talking about. It. I don't think it took off because like they're not that. I, I I don't think they're better. I don't think they're better, but I think they are different. I don't know if it makes. Now I will ask you this, Justin. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Did you know? Did you did you know about the the Wendy's change, like the Wendy's fries change? Did you know about that, or just like? No, no. I will. I will say. I think I heard about the change and then tried it again. Like I don't think I I don't think I noticed the difference per se or even if i did like i don't think i noticed i don't think there was a time where i noticed there was a difference before i heard about the change i think i heard about the change and then got it again so yeah i don't know it could be just well, i've been told it's different so i think it's different but and, uh, i don't know and that's and that's what i was trying to get at sometimes we we kind of we might drink something we think it's bad if it's just by ourselves maybe a loved one and then maybe your buddy comes in and says hey uh caleb Treston." Try this new drink, right? I, I, it's fantastic. They just changed. Supposedly, they changed whatever, and it's now better. And they might not even change anything, to be honest. They could have, and you kind of taste it. Sometimes you might you might actually like it the second time, right? Because it's like, oh, well, my best friend likes it, right? Power of um, the placebo my, effect. Exactly. That's my thing. It could just always be a placebo effect, which I feel like which I feel like companies do that regardless. You see it like, for example, you can see with the, when the Wendy's fries and the, the new chicken sandwich and the new this, the new that, right? And sometimes they do change it. Like for example, um, unfortunately I'm not old enough for me to say, hey, I did taste the Coca-Cola new recipe, but they did change the recipe, right? They actually did. And, and a lot of people hated it because they were able to compare both at the same time, right? But if you go to, you can't, it's impossible to compare Wendy's fries, right? Because it's, it's hot. They have to be ready and they have to be hot to compare them, right? It's like, you can't ask two Wendy's side to side. You can't compare them because regardless, a fry is so different. It's not as easy as, you know, some sort of drink. And, and I feel like sometimes they, you see it a, a lot with, they, they like, for example, like soaps, right? They say, uh, uh, anti-allergen or do and improve, but who knows if it is improved, right? Bigger how bottle. We, yeah. How do we know that these, yeah. these actually, these, they did change, right? One thing I wanted to kind of go into, it's on the topic of like changing things at a fast food place is like the stress that it puts on like the workers. Like, for example, like if you get your new and improved Wendy's fries and they're not new and improved, that falls back on the workers who have to take the a flack for it and then back to like Popeye's like the Popeye's chicken sandwich blew up and workers were mistreated and expected to just like keep doing what they're doing on less than a living wage so it's like it's it's kind of interesting to like take a step back and see like the consumer kind of wins in a way because like we have more variety food gets more interesting i guess or maybe it stays the same but then the workers are always the one that has to like put up with the changes roll with the punches and we kind of take them for granted like we'll pull back around to complain that we didn't get something or like i don't know it's very much like i feel like companies position the consumer and the employee as far away as possible and i don't know if that's just how it works out Yep, and those executives, without a doubt, that will win every time. So I feel like it is just terrible. Like the workers will, what the workers will be put through. Um, customers always right, blah blah blah, just to line their pockets at the top. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and that's 
and that's and that's what uh, we can end this topic with is unfortunately yes they could make all these changes and say yes new and improved new chicken sandwich we're bringing back the McRib we're bringing back um, you know the spicy chicken sa- uh, chicken nuggets uh, or or something new right or we're bringing this back we're changing the formula we're doing this and this and that right. And unfortunately, the people that not only you see, or Taco Bell, for example, how many times do they change their menu? I feel like it's every other week. But it sucks because it falls back on the employee, right? Yes, the marketing could work and it could bring the company millions, but unfortunately, it puts a stress on on the employee learning how to make uh, a sandwich that they've never made before, that it's not on the training course, um, or or now trying to figure out a way to be able to produce this thing really quickly and get it out the doors or um, being able to advertise it and say, yes, this is, you know, the new and improved or whatever, um, as Caleb said. And it just sucks. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, I don't think it adds any value to the consumer either. Yeah. Um, I think we're just kind of, like, mystified in a way. Um and I guess that's what marketing is, you know, it's like we're we're drawn to it, but it doesn't necessarily add any value. I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts on tacos, fast food, market? Just one last thing. I think in terms of like taking stuff away and bringing it back or just bringing back things. It must be a nostalgia thing, but I, I just made a note of this. We should talk about this later. But like, I feel like it goes back to the idea of like just like remaking stuff, like remaking movies, bringing back shows bringing back food. I think like with the Rick and Morty episode, they brought back like the Szechuan sauce or something like that. One of the McDonald's flavors. Something with that going on right now in terms of bringing stuff back. So I feel like we should talk about that one day. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a good topic to talk about. That's, you see it a lot now. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it like, it kind of sucks because it's like, you're trying to remake something that was never broken in a way. Uh, but that is a that is definitely a good topic to talk about. Thank you so much for joining us today. Catch us next time where we have a special guest and talk about participation trophies. Is it beneficial to give them out to kids in sports? And how does it affect them in their adult lives? Listen more on our next episode of Three Men in the Shower Thoughts.